Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Um, happy National Bourbon Day, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, this is a different character that's usually with me. Uh, but today we're uh, tasting at Eventide Brewery in Grant Park, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm joined by head brewer, Adam Lukey. Adam, thanks hey. for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really, uh, really excited to talk about some bourbon and some bourbon barrel aged beer. Uh, that's, uh, I can't thank you guys enough for reaching out and, you know, it's a little different take on national bourbon day. We're going to kind of get into, uh, what is barrel aged beer? How do you do it? Why do you do it? I don't know where it started at, but we'll figure that out. Speaking of where it started out before we get into the tasting, just a quick couple of facts on bourbon. Uh, so in the late 1780s, Elijah Craig may or may not be known as the father of bourbon. Uh, he was shipping whiskey to New Orleans in used fish barrels. Well, fish barrels. Fish I know. Barrels. I don't know if I've ever seen fish in a barrel, but I guess that's the old saying, like shooting fish, fish in a barrel. barrel. Uh, well, you can imagine after the whatever, you know, two or three month boat trip down to New Orleans, what the whiskey probably tasted like. Yeah. And I don't know that I've ever had whis- uh, fish flavored whiskey <laughs> or beer, but I, I don't I don't want to have it. I can tell you that. And uh, so he got the idea. How was he going to clean the barrels? You get again. This is the late 1700s. Uh, so they're going to use fire. So they charred the inside of the barrel, got the smell out of there and all the gunk, loaded the whiskey back up in the charred barrel, and shipped it to back to you know shipped it to New Orleans. Took the you know 90 day three month boat ride, and uh, they stamped it by the way from the county that the bourbon was from, which was Bourbon County, or the whiskey was from. So it was Bourbon County was a stamp opened it up. You've got flavored whiskey or charred whiskey, I should say. It's kind of took on some of the oak characteristics, some of the sugars, the caramels, uh, same thing that's happening to the beer that we're getting ready to taste. And uh, the, the good folks in New Orleans said, hey, we want some more of that bourbon. So hence, bourbon was born and gives us an opportunity to um, make bourbon bar- barrel aged beer. Yeah. So So there we go. Before we get into that, though, uh, Adam, let's, uh, how'd you get in? We'll, we'll mix this around a little bit um how'd you get into brewing okay um so my my background is in science um so i have a a degree in molecular biology and i was uh i was in um corporate america in biotech and um i I met someone uh who applied for a job and you know i I interviewed him and we went through the whole like you know where do you see yourself in five years and stuff like that and then i was like hey man i'm gonna go have lunch you want to have lunch with me and then we were just chatting and you know i was like what are you into and he's just like beer so okay immediately we started home brewing together and then it just took off um we founded a brewery up outside chicago called forefathers brewing um and then um so my uh, biotech job took me down here to Atlanta, um, and then I came here to Eventide because um, I I saw an opening and I said, you know what, I I want to get back into brewing. Nice. So that's that's really uh, how it started, and you know, with the science background, I take a very scientific approach to the actual brewing itself. 
Okay. Yeah. And not to mention the winners in Atlanta are a lot nicer than the winners in Chicago. Just just saying, just saying added added bonus. Uh, Well, we've got a few things to sample through. I know when you were saying, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? I was thinking, well, where do I see myself in 50 minutes? And I'm thinking with a buzz, (laughs) but uh, but we'll see how that works out. So uh, maybe if you want to, and we'll talk a little more in depth about these, but you want to give us kind of the rundown of what we're going to be tasting. Are these in any particular order for any reason? Um, And then we'll get into kind of that scientific nerdy side of uh, what makes it barrel aged. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have five glasses before us here. Um, There are two different styles of beer. So this one is the only um, oatmeal stout that we have. So this is an oatmeal stout that's been in the barrel, um, a four-year bourbon barrel from our friends at Old Fourth Distillery. Um, And it has a half pound of vanilla in with the beer inside the barrel. Um, so that is just, we're going to just try that. Um, but then this one, we're going to actually compare the different barrels. So each beer comes from a different barrel. And what I want to impress upon you is just how different they are. Okay. You're like, it's the same beer. It's the same barrel. Every barrel is different. It's, it's unique. Some, some people like, have you ever heard people ordering whiskey from like a specific cask? Yeah, sure. Cask. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the beer. Okay. So you might have more spirit in one, you might have more Oak in another, um, more, I know I mentioned this has actual vanilla. Um, but the, you get vanilla notes from the actual uh, wood itself. Once it starts to break down, because one of the components uh, the structural components of the wood actually breaks down into the chemical vanillin, which tastes huh. like vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, a, you know, the, the bourbon craze, right? The pandemic and everything that's happened, like the, the whole single or the, the barrel picking, right, is like just blown the hell up, man. So uh, I didn't really equate that to a barrel aged beer. But I mean, just like you're going to have barrels that maybe they get aged in different, different locations, yes. different temperatures, you know, what have you. And then, you know, again, the, 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 the whiskey inside is going to have a different effect on the wood. Hence, you're going to have a different aspect or different, uh, different profile maybe on the beer. So I love it, man. Let's, uh, yeah. I'm thirsty. All right. Um, let's go ahead and start off with, uh, the oatmeal stout here. Fill up your glass. We're just going to do little samples so we can, uh, let them open up in the glass. Yeah. So Cheers. Definitely want to swirl that around. Cheers. Got some uh, fancy tasting glasses here, too. Yeah. Okay, so smells like beer. I do get a little. I'm definitely picking up that uh, kind of the bourbon in the in the in the uh, in the profile of this. So. Yeah, there is spirit character on the nose. Yeah. Ooh, it's good. Yeah, oatmeal. Um, yeah, it's the oatmeal, the vanilla, uh, yeah, the finish on this one. It's kind of, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to call it that you can, you can maybe reframe it. I'm going to, it's got a little bite to it, but it's got a good bite. It's, it's got kind of that, uh, it's almost like a cocoa powder, like a dark chocolate cocoa powder on the palate for me. Yeah. Yeah. That one, but yeah, that's tasty. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like I, I get, that's a huge bunch of vanilla for me. Yeah. Um, that, that I get, um, it is a little bit what we would call hot. Yeah. So when you're barrel aging, you want things to be mellow, right? You okay. You want it to be like, 
you know, burning and, and astringent or anything like that. But that's going to come with time, right? Exactly. Okay. These, these are still uh, relatively young. They've been in barrels for, I think, less than three months now. So this is just kind of the, the beginning. Sure. It's still kind of like a toddler at this point. Mm, what, what I heard is we've got another recording coming up in about three months. Yeah. Um, we, we do uh, sample these barrels regularly. Okay. And um, just to make sure that they're, they're maturing the way that we want them to. And um, just to get, to get those tasting profiles. Cause like you'll see here, the barrels are wildly different. Sure. So um that helps in informing our blending process. Right. So, so when you, when you're going, so when this one went in the barrel, uh, what where this is, uh, OST, uh, Osto number three. Yeah. So when it went in the barrel, was there a planned or projected time that it was going to be in there or is it, uh, we're, we're, we're going to taste it until it's right. And then we go. Yeah. It, it really is taste it until it's right. Um, typically I, and looking around the time frame of anywhere from six to twelve months. Okay, uh, depending on the beer and depending on how how deep of a barrel aged character that I want from the beer itself. Um, so, but yeah, like you said, uh, the beer is going to tell us when, yeah, it's, when it's ready. ready. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the oats in this, uh, you know, we brewed with oats. Why it's called no meal stout? Right. Um, gives it that kind of velvety mouthfeel yeah for sure and then, yeah you do get the 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 bourbon character um the oakiness that little bit of chocolate like you mentioned yeah. and then i do get like a warming in the throat from the spirit sure um but over time that will mellow yeah mellow out yeah 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 this this is good and then so this one you said there's some added vanilla yes right so i i added actual vanilla beans um that i ground into a paste okay and then put half a pound in each barrel gotcha so that vanilla character because i want big vanilla character and then actually so this beer is still right it's not car uh, carbonated sure so it'll be totally different on the palate once it is carbonated so what we're going to do once the barrel character is achieved um i'm going to empty the barrels into a tank and then i'm going to put yeah, 30, 40 pounds coconut in there. Ooh. And then I'm going to let that sit in there and I'll take samples. I'm a sucker for a coconut infused beer. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, that that's a good one, man. I, I love that note. Yeah, yeah. I, I am a coconut freak. Um, you know, my mom had to hide it from me when she was baking coconut because I would throw that handfuls bag. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, Big coconut fan. It's like, why does my German chocolate cake only have half of it covered in coconut? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, from a scientific standpoint, are you treating this, the Osto number three that you added vanilla to, are you treating it any or doing anything different uh, from a, uh, you know, from the chemically, right? From the vanilla interacting with the beer itself when it goes in there, or is it, Hey, we're just, I, I know you had to get to the pace part, right? So, so that it can get absorbed and it can you know kind of co-mingle, but is there anything different outside of that? Um, not really. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is pretty straightforward. Um, it's, so, well, someone might ask, okay, you put the vanilla in, why didn't you put the coconut in the barrels? Um, which would be a, a good question. So, um, one is space, right? Okay. If I put, you know, 10 pounds of coconut in the barrel that displaces volume. Right. So we get less beer. Yeah. Um, another one is the, like, the length of the aging. I don't want the beer to be on coconut for that long, 
because the coconuts have fat in it. It's a lot more complex flavors gotcha. and chemically speaking. So I'm going to finish on coconut. Okay. That way I can get exactly the amount of coconut that I want. Um, whereas the vanilla, if anyone out there makes, uh, homemade vanilla, right? They, they use a bean for like uh, ice cream or something. Yep. And then they take the bean pod, throw it in some vodka and just let it steep. So that's essentially what I'm doing is okay. putting it steep. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, where are you sending us next? All right. So these four beers, like I mentioned, they're all the same beer and they are out of four different barrels, barrel one, two, three, four, respectively. Uh, this is the base beer. So when we do a barrel aged beer, the beer that goes in is called the base beer. Okay. Okay. So the base is a Belgian quad. Um, it's a monastic beer. So typically brewed in, um, monasteries in Europe. Right. Uh, and it's the biggest one of them. So there's a single, a double, a triple and a quad. Okay. So the differences are if, you know, you remember the old cartoons where the the guy had the jug of hooch. Oh yeah, sure. XXX on it. Yeah, yeah. This is XXX. Okay. <laughs> so, and then, so what am I getting? So a couple questions. Um, what, what's, what, what is that? I, I get it, but what does that really mean? Is it, is it higher uh, alcohol content? Yes. Is it a bolder, yes. like the, the body of the beer is going to be more uh, sustainable, if you will, right? To be able to hold up in that, you know, against the wood and, 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 and absorb all of the above. Okay. It, right. It's really, it's just the, the big, big bad boy um super high alcohol the base beer i believe went in at 10.2 okay and it's only going to get higher because you know you're going to have that added spirit sure um and as the barrel breathes you know you're going to have your angel share right um that the same thing goes with beer so that's that's going to be water that's evaporating from the barrel thereby concentrating the alcohol okay yeah so it we'll see how it comes out but um i'm thinking maybe around 13% Okay. That's probably where we're shooting for. So is there a, uh, is there a limit in Georgia as to, uh, what the ABV can be for beer? Yes. You cannot get, uh, above 14. Okay. So 13.9999 repeating Fair. Thanks for that. Yes, sir. Okay. So on the nose, it's like, night and day mm, like so right let me rehand me the uh osto numbers i just want to maybe yeah, side yeah. by side this yeah then this is i mean do you i mean this is like this is deep rich syrupy yeah i mean it, it's um yeah this this is yeah so I, I made this beer with a uh a large amount of belgian candy syrup Okay. So it is a sugar product that's actually, it's meant for brewing right? in, you know, the Belgian sense, because with, um, with all grain brewing, um, sometimes it can be hard based on your system to get to a certain sugar content, which okay. you see the sugar converted into alcohol, right? Right. So the more sugar that you have, uh, the higher alcohol essentially. Um, so the Belgian candy syrups made to just increase that sugar content. So what it is, it's, um, date sugar and beet sugar that is very slowly caramelized. So I wouldn't even say caramelized. It's like a Maillard reaction that's going on to like mm. deepen the flavor and what you get, and you can probably smell it. Are those For sure. dark fruits? Like yeah, absolutely. Raisins. I mean, there's like plum in here. Oh, prunes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's an absolute hallmark of the beer though. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
And th- this guy's been in the barrels longer. So you can kind of yeah, I, I, I compare. It's a lot yeah. smoother. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know what I would say. It, it's it's more balanced. So from the time it hits my palate until it finishes, it's you know, it's kind of a straight line all the way through. I mean, there's not a for me, there's not a lot of dips and dives in the there's a lot of unique flavors in there, but it's not that, oh, I'm you know, it's tip of the tongue, back of the palate, and then now the finish, everything just kind of folds into one, right? So the yeah, definitely the uh I guess the the age or the time of the barrel has made this um has balanced it out. That's yep. good though. And then I do on the the finish i do get a distinct oakiness like a just straight oak once you kind of just let it linger on the palate yeah i'm i'm with you it's almost uh i'm I'm like the so the prune definitely is kind of coming through predominantly on the palate for me but yeah it's almost a a sawdust kind of uh which is i mean which is good i mean i'm not you know yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's a, but it, I mean, it's a nice dry uh, finish on this one. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. So, so is is there a um, so when you're putting the you know when you're so when you start with a base beer and uh, you know you're you're kind of developing your recipe, if you will, is are you looking for a particular outcome or is it I just I need my base beer to be uh, you know to to be right and then it's just going to come out the way it comes out. Um, so I, there is a certain amount of control that you can exact over, um, definitely the recipe itself. Right. But once you get to that barrel, I mean, there are so many factors, chain of custody, uh, what kind of spirit was in it? How recently was it emptied? Cause if we're thinking about barrels with spirit in them, right. You're, uh, 140, 160 proof. Sure. So any organism that's in there is not going to have a good day. So, uh, but with beer, it's different because you are introducing, um, you know, sugars and things like that. So if you get a barrel that's been dried out, um, or has not been sealed correctly or, um, a lot of, of brewers and well, mostly brewers, um, like to have them filled with, uh, like an inert gas. Okay. So anywhere from, you know, CO2 nitrogen, I've even heard of argon. Um, just to, to keep out oxygen. Right. Um, so, but we do have, um, a barrel inspection protocol whenever we get, uh, fresh barrels. Um, and sometimes when you get those fresh dump barrels, you get a little, little treat in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would expect we can hear them sloshing around and sometimes you'll get a barrel and you'll flip it over and you'll, you'll pull two pitchers of whiskey out of that. Nice. Yeah. So it, it's fair. It, it looks, it's black because right. of that charcoal. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I literally just run it through a coffee filter and it's good to go. Good to go. Yeah. So, and, um, so for this particular batch, you went with, uh, old fourth, this old fourth distillery. I'll Correct. get it out in a minute. Uh, any particular reason? I mean, obviously they're a neighbor of yours and I'm sure you guys yes. do a lot of things, but was there, was there anything unique about these barrels that you said, Hey, you know, this is where we want to go or. Uh, so it is their, uh, the barrels are their four year bourbon barrels. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a good, you know, spirit to, to use. Um, and they, they're right around the corner. Sure. That's good. (laughs) Um, they also, they give us a good deal, Yeah. you know, on, on the barrels, you know, um, little, little bit of cash and a case of beer and you got your barrels. Is it hard to get barrels? Um, not for us, not really. Um, 
I feel like there's a nice balance between, you know, uh, used barrels and uh, the brewers who want them. There are online retailers sure. um, that warehouse them, that import them. So, like, if you want a, a certain cognac barrel from France, right. like, you can get that. Okay. Those are really expensive, though, typically. Sure. Um, so, back to the original point, like, each barrel has its own character and... Um, you can do like uh, microbiological testing on them to make sure that there aren't actually nasty bugs in there. Gotcha. And, but at the end of the day, it's wood, right? Wood is porous. Sure. Yeah. So you're really at the uh, at the the mercy of mercy the of the barrel. Yeah. 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 This is uh, this one's good. Yeah, it's going to be fun to go through these and kind of see like what's what's what what's changed. Uh, but yeah. So so far. Uh, barrel of Q1 is, uh, I, I'm, I'm digging it, man. I yeah. pour some of this back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't definitely don't need all of that, but, but yeah, just look how it coats the glass. Uh, it's, like, it, you're, you're not used to, uh, beer having legs, right? Right. But yeah, we are. And then I guess we're too, we're in uh this is a non-carbonated product at this point, yes. right? So we're drinking it still. Yeah, it is still because, um, I mean, you, you don't carbonate the beer until the very end right. of the process. Um, there there are some you know caveats to that, but um, this beer, like I said, will be, be put into a tank. We're going to pump it out of the barrels into a tank. And at this point, we need to avoid oxygen like the plague. Yeah, because oxygen and finished beer are mortal mortal enemies. Um, so it will, it will oxidize the beer cause, cause like a wet newspaper type flavor. Yeah. We don't, we don't want that. Yeah. It's <laughs> very, very noticeable. Um, but again, with, with barrel aging, they actually use the term micro oxidation. Okay. Meaning that you have a subtle oxidative kind of like flavors. Cause it's not the oxygen itself, right? Taste oxygen. Um, it's the product, the reaction after it exactly. yeah, comes in. Yeah. It comes in. So, so, but they, they, um, they make that note just to say it's okay. Like, gotcha. because if we're looking at style guidelines, it's like, well, there's a touch of that. It's barrel. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, some variance that's built in for, yes. Yeah. And allow for that. Okay. So did these go, did all four of these go in the barrels at the same time? Yes. Relatively speaking. Yes. Okay. So on the nose immediately, like I'm, it's, uh, I'm getting a little more alcohol punch on this one, a little more of the bourbon punch on this one. Yep. It's kind of moving away from those, uh, from the dark reds, the, the plums and the, and the prunes kind of, you know, down that category. It's, this is moving more to, um, kind of more, it's a little more grainy to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, yes, I, I get the bur bourbon character on the nose a lot more. So this has, has a bigger spirit character yeah. than what we would say. Um, and it's just, it's, it smells sweet to me, you know, that grainy sweetness, but, uh, yeah, exactly. Like the sweet mash smell is yeah. what I'm, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. Ooh, totally different. So different. Yeah. I mean, this one is so again, balanced. Um, but this one to me, it's the finish definitely takes over. I like this is coating the back of my mouth. I mean, it's all over my mouth now. Yeah. 
And it's so the, the, the front front of pallet for me, I mean, I get, I definitely get that it's barrel aged, but the finish on this one is just like an explosion of that, uh, that, that barrel process. Yeah. That oakiness that's in there. Yeah. I, I like this one yeah. more than the first barrel. First one seemed maybe a little disjointed. Um, it, it was, it was smooth and it's coming together, but you see kind of, yeah, the first one was a little, uh, it had a little bit of a thicker mouthfeel to me than this, than this one does. So, yeah. uh, not, and that, that may be due to that, that enhanced spirit character. Yeah, sure. You know, that maybe that was one that had a little, a little extra bourbon in there, you know? Right. So. Yeah, that's good. So these have been sitting for three months. You said, um, these have been a little longer. Okay. Um, I think these are up to five months now. Gotcha. So this base fair, the quad was actually, um, is our 2022 anniversary beer. Got it. Which, which we, we released earlier in the beer or in the year. Sure. And, um, is available in our tap room. So yeah, as, so this isn't just the quad. Yeah. So is this your first run at barrel aged beers? Uh, no. in, in, in the, from the brewery. No, no. Okay. Yeah. We've done, we've done several before. Um, it's just, uh, whenever we have our anniversary, my mind, I'm thinking, Oh, we need to get stuff in a barrel. Right. Cause I ha we have to have a whole year. Sure. Um, cause our anniversary beer last year, which was a Belgian triple. So the one step down from this guy, uh, I aged in uh, the bourbon barrels, which those were ASW okay. barrels for an entire year, a solid 12 months. And that one's got big punch. Yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> yeah. This one's, yeah. I'm just going to keep drinking this one. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. But once again, to your point, I don't know if you can see, but in, in the glass, I mean, just the color that that's leaving in the glass is yeah, really nice. Yeah. Yummy. So on to number, number, number three. three. And and just for any listeners, like the, the barrel number doesn't matter. It's it's just it's arbitrary. It's just how we track them. I literally just say, okay, your barrel one, your barrel two, etc. Well, it, it matters if I like it and I'm like, uh yeah, yeah. number three is exactly. definitely <laughs> yeah. So we have to know, like, okay, we really like barrel number two. It's like, yeah, but which one was barrel number two? Exactly. It's like, oh shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've got the uh, I've got the uh, labels on them, little placards on them to to tell them apart. So this one, I, I'm getting a little more uh, almost. I'm I'm kind of similar on the little bit of grainy side on this one, kind of the little little bit of rye maybe. Uh, there's something in there. There's some butterscotch or something coming through on the nose on this one. Mm. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I will say that's of the three, that's probably my least favorite barrel. Um, it, Compared to remember this guy was yeah, yeah. coating. This yeah. This, that viscosity in that one. Yeah. This one's a little kind of coming off as a little thinner, a little thinner. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we make sure to take these notes and, and that's why we blend. Right. Right. So if we do have one that has a, a thicker apparent, you know, mouthfeel or a, a fuller mouthfeel, we'll say, you know, blend them together. And then 
we can literally take the samples. Like we could do it right now. We could say a little bit of this, a little bit of right. that. Sure. And, you know, that's, that's your blend mix. So is, uh, will there any single barrels at all or everything's going to get blended? Uh, everything's going to get, everything blended. gets blended. Okay. And what you'll see is it really rounds it out. Yeah. So it takes away the sharp edges from the difference in the barrels. Right. So like we, you know, we maybe add a bit more body to three by adding one, yep. et cetera. So, you know, you're adding three parts of one, one part of the other kind of, yeah. I mean, that's gotta be a lot of fun, man. Like the, the, oh, the blending party. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be a blast. You know, uh, a square of yeah. glasses and you're, you know, doing different right. measurements and stuff. Uh, you know, two parts of this barrel, three parts of that barrel. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe you're measuring alcohol content too on the blends or not so much? Uh, we will measure alcohol content uh, at the very end. Okay. So once everything's completely mixed up, we'll say, um, okay, let's take a reading just to make sure we have it um, correct. Yeah. I get a little more coffee than I did on anything on the, on the finish on this one, kind of that. On the flavor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously we use some dark malts in here. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, a malt called uh, special B, which stands for special Belgium. Um, and it's a very dark crystal malt. So what they okay. do is they actually, um, once the, the grain is malted, they will actually start the, uh, starch breakdown process. Right. So it actually is almost like it's mashed inside the husk. So huh. that's why they're called crystal or caramel malt okay. because they literally are like, they, they have a shatter to them. Right. And this one's super dark and it gets <laughs> you a lot of that like raisin and plum and, yeah. and prune flavors on that, which carries with it. Uh, cause it's a darker roast, a little bit of roastiness. Yeah. It, so have you used any, had you used that before? Special B? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a very well-known, uh, specialty malt. Yeah. So the, the way you typically brew a beer in, you know, not so many words, just you have a base, a base grain, right. Which is, or a base malt, which is the majority of your fermentable sugars, right. So think of it like your stock. If you're making okay. a soup, sure. right? Yeah. That's your stock. And then, you know, your your vegetables are going to be the specialty grains that make it what it is, right? Gotcha. You need the sugar, but then what makes it the color, what makes it the flavors, uh, mouthfeel, head retention, like all of that comes from the mold. Got it. And then is there anything... So what's, when you go to use something new, right? Because I'm sure that they're making up hybrids and what have you, right? I mean, I'm sure there's new stuff coming out, new grains and oh, all, all the time. Yeah. So when you get into something, I mean, is this, is this a process So the barrel aged beer process or making, yeah. is, is this somewhere where you would use something that you'd never used before? Or like, what, what does that look like in, okay, you got to try this. It's great. How do you know that? Yep. That's something we got to try. Um, experimentation um i mean the first thing i do i i look at like do a literature dive and see um what's out there um how other people have used it right um and and then i mean free samples are always good from you know if it's like a, a new type of grain or something like that you get these little samples and you can like do steepings okay which is you literally just you you crush the grain like you would um to mash in. Right. Um, and then you just make like a tea. Okay. So you can really get, but you're getting enough of the flavor exactly. that you kind of know, Hey, here's what it's going to look like yep. over, over some period yep. of time. Gotcha. And obviously color and, and things right. like that. Um, and then, you know, for other products, um, 
it, you know, get a, get a free sample, try it out. Sure. And if you like it calls back kind of thing. Yeah. And I go back into glass number two here. Yeah, it's very interesting, like just how how profoundly different. Yeah, I mean, there, there's obviously some similarities in that you've used the same base beer to get get things started, right? So the yeah. the, the characteristics of you know, it's like like bourbon, right? I mean, you're probably always going to be able to get that oakiness. You're always going to be able to get some of that sweet corn in there. But then what else is kind of going to transition and move through, you know, where people are talking about, oh, I'm getting cornbread or I'm getting apricots or, you know, mm -hmm. honeycomb, right? No, not not honey, the honeycomb, honeycomb. kind of, right? Yeah. You know, it's crazy things like that. But yeah, I, this may be on the nose. I may like it the best so far. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, this this one seems the most coherent. And the reason I'm thinking honeycomb, it, the reason that popped, because I'm actually kind of smelling. I don't know if that's a good, I mean, it's, it, I like the smell of it, but it's like the kind of the, I don't want to say waxy because it doesn't smell like, you know, it doesn't smell like wax, but there's something similar to, to wax that it's reminding me of, but in, in a good way, it's yeah. like, but the sweetness that's coming out of there. Yeah. Yeah. This one has a distinct sweetness to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. getting like a touch of molasses for sure. Very dark, dark sugar. So this one goes like straight to the roof of my mouth where I think number two was kind of like coating the back of my mouth all over. This one's like straight to the roof. Yeah. And just covering the roof of my mouth, which is, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really like this one. I'm just I'm contemplating each one, you know. Yeah, it's but yeah, it's uh, that, that's a pretty cool exercise to do, though, especially with beer. I mean, you you know, you don't really. I mean, beer is usually beer, and there's not really. It's like whatever whatever's in one can or bottle is the same as in the other can or the bottle. So yes. it's it's yeah, it's interesting to see the complexities in these, and then and be able to taste them as a single barrel product, and then to come back and taste it as a uh you know as a finished or blended product yes that's, yeah and obviously the uh, the osto with the coconut finish on that that's going to be great too um yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to that so so what did you like um so, so in, in the blending process as the uh as the brewer are you also the blender or is it primarily yeah i mean we when we do sensory on the barrels that's when we pull the nails yeah. and do this essentially um, trying to do it on a Friday afternoon. Um, it, uh, we, we, we take those detailed notes. Yeah. Um, and then, um, on the, the final blend, it's really, it, we extrapolate from those notes sure. say, okay. And you, you get an idea of where you're going to go for that. Right. You know, like, I think I mentioned this one was my least favorite. Yeah, a little I'm bit. kind of torn between these two me, and my me favorite. Too. Me too. And then this one was in the middle. Yeah, number one and number three were just so like outliers, if you will. Like they, you know, they were on two different spectrums for me. And and I think the biggest part was on really the uh the mouthfeel, the viscosity. I mean, yeah, I think with that, that kind of led to some of those uh in number one, some of those deeper, richer, uh, you know, plum fig kind of flavors on that and yep. then with number three was a little less viscous and you know you, that it, hence you got kind of a 
uh, a diluted, uh, you know, that, that are reduced, I guess, is if it's a reduction, it gets stronger. You know where I'm going with it, right? <laughs> it, not as uh, not as a condensed uh, flavor profile. So, yeah, but this one is very pleasant. Um, I mean, I I would feel fine having this be, you know, a single barrel. Yeah, no, I want to go back in for that. Yeah, uh, before we do anything crazy. <laughs> um, so from these, so we've got four barrels and they're going to be blended. How many expressions will come out of the four barrels? Is it all, is it going to be one expression or are you going to, or is there going to be different blends and you're going to have two or three labels that come out of this? Uh, no, it's, it is just going to be one just expression. One. Okay. Yeah. Um, just based on several different factors. Well, um, there's only four barrels for one. Yeah, right. Ex so, exactly. So we, we have a, a finite amount of volume, you know, in our tanks here. Um, there's 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 really only one tank we can use um, for that low of a volume, right? Because these are these are all 15 barrel tanks that you can see around here. Sure, a barrel being 31 gallons. Gotcha. And those barrels are bourbon barrels, so they're 53 gallons. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I, I see. Right. 15 yeah. times 31. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, cool. Well, I'm going to sip on the rest of this. I know we got to uh, we got to get you wrapped up and out of here. Uh, but before we do, um, we'll ask some fun questions in a minute. Let's plug the plug Eventide. So Eventide Brewery, uh, Adam Lukey, head brewer. Yep. At Eventide, it's in Grant Park. It's a, a really fun place. I live pretty close to here, so it's convenient for me uh, on Sundays when the farmers market's here. And I think it's yeah. still here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Except Sun yeah. Farmers Market is always a big hit. We have it um, just right outside. Yep. So you can come by, you know, get get your crepes, get your flowers, get your fresh vegetables, and then get your beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think uh, I know we had Jeffrey on the show. I don't know, maybe a year or so ago at this point. Um, but you, you're uh, so the tasting room is open, obviously. Yes. Uh, or tap room, whatever you're calling it. Tap room. Tap room, and then you can actually buy beer here to take with you now? Yes. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So COVID really put us through the ringer. So right. we had to pivot. Um, our, our model initially when we opened like way back when was as a production brewery. Sure. So it was really just brewing 24 seven to get as much product into the market. Now, now we really only have three SKUs that are in the market. So come to the tasting room because this is where the fun is. This is where you're going to get this stuff. We can't put this out in the market for Many, many different reasons. Right. But, uh, but yeah, come down to Eventide, have time. Yeah, it's a great place. There's always activities going on. What a bingo the other night I saw. I think yeah. there was a comedy show here a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so there's always kind of cool stuff. And I don't know if you're still doing this or not, but I'm, I, I did, I did nose around a little bit about Adam Lukey's, you know, make, make sure I wasn't missing anything oh. or if there's anything I really needed to call out. And I noticed that, and I don't, I didn't look at the date, so I didn't, you know, my research may have been a little lackluster, but I, I noticed uh, it was called Ask Adam, I believe. Oh yeah. Is um, that still a thing? And what is that? Or what well, was it? Not, it's not really a thing anymore, but it was kind of just a playful uh, thing that we did on Wednesdays. So we had, um, we had reduced priced um, pints for, I think four different beers. Okay. And we had one six pack that would be $8 gotcha. that day. 
So, you know, just something fun to get people in. And then it was like, like, have any brewing questions? Ask at stump the swami. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. So uh, what's the crazy, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. What's the craziest question that that's like, is anything stand out that like, holy shit, I can't believe you asked me that. I mean, there, there definitely are a few. There's the, there's the like, Hey man, I've been home brewing for a year. Let me tell you how brewing works. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> and then, uh, or the, the old timers, like hey. I used to homebrew back in 1983 and right. da, 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 and you're, and you're like brewing has evolved so far beyond that. Sure. Um, but I, I just remember someone talking about, uh, using the, the what's left over from winemaking okay. to age a beer on. So like, the, and, and I'm like, you mean like the grape must like the actual, like yeah, yeah. grape juice, like, because beer and wine barrels is a huge thing too, sure. you know? And he's like, no, no, you know, like all the like crushed skins and stuff like that. I'm like, that would be the most astringent thing. It would taste right. like sucking on a tea bag. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know, man. I I've never heard of anyone doing that. He's like, Oh, it'd be so great. So that was, that was a kind of weird one. I'm like, yeah. he hadn't done it. He was just saying that he thought it'd be a good idea. Yeah. He, okay. He hadn't even brewed before. <laughs> it was just, um, I think they were coming in to look at places, uh, to rent out the space. I got you. And we just started chatting and he was a really chatty guy. And yeah. Yeah. So do, do you get a lot of folks that are like, uh, Hey, I've been, you know, I've been brewing beer at home now for X period of time. What do I need to do to get started? And uh, yeah, you do get those. And and I I don't want to sound like I'm like curmudgeonly yeah. like, with, I'm just saying like there are those few and far between guys sure. that come that are, are just like, yeah, I've been home brewing, you know, here's how it works. Um, but the majority of them, like, they're like, Oh yeah. I'd like see you as a wealth of knowledge right? and say like, you know, what should I, should I jump in like all the way or should I start with extract brewing and then move up to all grain brewing and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, also just talking about the process, uh, itself, some, sometimes you'll get a guy who really knows his stuff. Right. And I mean, when you're talking to other brewers, um, like when we have guild meetings, sure. symposia or, or things like that, uh, they're little tips and tricks, you know? Okay. I always say, if you, if you ask, 10 brewers a question you'll get 13 different answers so everything is different uh, like processes sops like right. they are different and it's really what works for your brewery yeah what's uh so what's new what's upcoming for uh eventide anything you can i mean obviously we've got these uh the barrel aged beers that'll be coming out and we're probably looking at six months or so down the road yeah um, but anything else that you can talk about, like that's kind of new, exciting, got some summer releases, any festivals that you guys are doing some beers for yeah. or? the, the one, the one that I'm really excited for, um, is in July, I believe July 9th, Saturday, uh, we're having a pig roast and, um, here yeah. at the brewery. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to throw the pig on the smoker at 11 PM. And then it should be ready by lunchtime yeah. next day. Yeah. Wow. So we're going to do whole hog brisket, all that good stuff. And, um, we've got it in a tank right now, but it's a uh, Mexican lager. Ooh. Yeah. So Love we're it. Have, Love it. We're going to have micheladas. We're going to have chaladas. We're going to have, you know, pulled pork. Oh yeah. It's going to be. I'm, I'm stoked. I, I love it. So that's where I'm glad you went there. Cause I, that's uh, usually something I like to ask is what are you pairing with some beers? But we already know with the, uh, with the barbecue, 
Yeah. Right? You're going for the, uh, the Mexican style lager. Yeah. Cause I mean, July in Georgia, it, it's, it's going to be warm. It's going to be warm. Yeah. So you just want something super thir- thirst quenching. Yeah. That you can just throw them back, pound them, drink. Give me the six pack. Give me a 12 pack. I can take some home if needed. Yeah. Rel- <laughs> relatively low ABV, um, Mexican lager, uh, brewed with corn. Okay. So it does have that kind of corny sweetness to yeah. it. Nice. Um, and it's just going to be refreshing, like, you know, a modelo or something like that. Um, and we recently released a beer that, that I'm very proud of, um, called it's our Grant Park series. Right. So we make different, you know, series of the same base sour. Okay. And I said base beer. Sure. And then whatever you add to it, you know, makes it that series. Um, it's our Grant Park sour Flores. So it is a hibiscus blood orange sour. Ooh, is that on tap right now, it by the way? It is on tap right now. We, we may be making a stop by after yeah. we get done here. J- just say it. Yeah, if yeah. you got a minute. So that one's near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah. And we're going to have it in cans here shortly. Okay. What do you, so with the whole sour, I don't know. I don't want to say trend, but there's been a little bit of a trend in the sours uh, oh. as of late, right? What past couple of two, well, maybe three years, four years, yeah. they've kind of, came more to the forefront. You, you think that's, and sours have been around, right? I mean, the first beer was sour, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't, we didn't taste it, but that's the rumor yeah. allegedly. So, um, I mean, is that, do you think that that's going to continue to rise because it's folks like, well, I guess it's two part is one, the consumer's got to want it. Yep. But then two, the brewers got to want to brew it. Yep. And is that, is it one of those where, uh, shit, I don't want to really deal with that. Or is it like, no, Hey, if they, if they're asking for it, they want it, we're going to do it. And then I guess as brewers, right. When you talk about the guild meetings and you guys getting together and hey, what are we, what are we going to do next? Cause you can kind of drive the market right ish, you know, and, and yeah. what you're, what you're making. So is, is that like a direction or is that, I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen with sours? Yeah. Great. Great question. Um, and I like to be, more proactive than reactive. So, um, to in brewing trends and things like sure. that. So, uh, and sometimes that can bite you. Uh, I'll get back to that. But, um, as far as sours are concerned, historically it's, it's, it's just been hilarious. Like, cause they say like 2016 is going to be the year of this. <laughs> and it's like, okay. It wasn't like they didn't dominate the market. Right. 2017 is going to be the year of the sour. So it's always been there. And right. it will always have its place. So for example, for example, um, like, like anything I share with, with my sister, like she, she's a super taster. Okay. So super hoppy beers, just like, she's like, it, it tastes like weed. Like, Oh yeah. Like cannabis. No, I, I get that they're, sometimes they're, they're cousins. I, yeah. I get, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's really offensive to her. So okay. something like, and she's a wine drinker. So you typically do see, you know, female wine drinkers, yeah. uh, people who drink cider. If you're into rosé, you probably kind of could be leaning that direction. Exactly. So you you are looking at that tart, uh, you know, fruity, floral type of beers um, with the sours like GPS Flores is. Right. Um, and the the part where I, I said it could come back to bite you is if you stay on top of the trends and you're brewing everything, like as soon as you hear about it. Right. Like the, the one that sticks out in my, my mind is the brute IPA. So I don't, I don't tell me, it, I, 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 I have, I've never, I've never even heard of it. Exactly. You've never heard I mean, of when it. you, when you say brute and IPA, I'm thinking it's like some super extra carbonated, 
extremely dry IPA, like a brute champagne. That's exactly. what I'm thinking about. You are exactly correct. Damn it. I didn't know I knew yeah, that much yeah, about beer. Extrapolated yeah. <laughs> from the name, which is great. Sure. Um, brute IPAs were the thing for about six days. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it, it was a very interesting way to brew uh, using enzymes. Right. So that would dry that beer out super, super dry. Um, and then... It, it was an IPA, and in many cases, it was um, fermented with, you know, or re-fermented with, like, champagne yeasts. Um, and it just, people were like, oh, wow, that's that's cool. And then they were like, anyway, you know, so that's, that's, one, that's one where uh, I think the style has pretty much fallen out of favor almost immediately. Yeah. So there's, you, you have to... It's kind of like the stock market, right? Yes. It's like, uh, I mean, it's going to be great if it works, but if it doesn't, then uh, what do you do with this inventory? Yeah, right? it's like I'm sitting on a hundred barrels of a brewed IPA that I can't give away. Well, and especially if you think about, um, I, I know we got to get you going in a sec, uh, but you know, if you think about the, can I call it a craft brewery? Is that fine? Yeah. Yeah. And so a craft brewery, I mean, you know, we just talked about the uh, uh, the barrel aged beers, right? And you've got, I mean, the size of the tanks, the size of the space. I mean, you got a, a lot of restrictions. I'll say, not that you're self governing, but just you know, given your, your your environment that you operate in, it's like, okay, is that a direction we're going to go? Because you know, you you really are kind of isolated to whatever we do. There's not a lot of margin for error, and I mean, yes. it's a, let's face it. I mean, it's a for profit business, right? Most most of us run those, yeah. so it's you know, it's one of those things that like you know throwing away or just sitting over there taking up space doesn't do anybody any good. Yeah, because our our space is at a premium here. Sure, I mean, you know, every everything is strategic. Yeah, and um, talking about uh, production management. Right. So we have to make sure we have a tank open to brew into it. I have to think how long is that going to take? Right. Because beer is like. Uh, certain beers I can turn around in like three, four weeks. Other beers will be in a tank for several months. Right. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind. Like if you're lagering a beer, lagering comes from German lagern, which literally means to like to rest or to lay. Um, so, and that's what makes it super clear and crisp. Okay. Yeah. So um, you have to think of, of all that and then the raw materials that are available yeah. to you. Yeah. All right. So I've got, I'm going to ask Adam, but I'm going to rapid fire you a few things. Uh, and, and it unrehearsed, this is totally off the cuff. I didn't even tell him, I didn't even tell him we were going to do this. He didn't. Uh, okay. So Atlanta, Atlanta, favorite restaurant. Ooh. Where you, where, well, or, or where, if I'm coming into town, stop by, maybe I did a tour, had a couple of beers. Hey, where, what, what would you recommend? Oh man. I mean, the, what, I'm going to just go with my gut. When you said that, I immediately thought of Mary Max. Okay. Just no. it's Atlanta's dining room. It's, it's historic. Yeah. And the, the food is so it's good. Food's it good. is soul food at food's the good. deepest level. Ah, I'm with you. So I always go there, get a cup of pot liquor, oh, yeah. crumble my crackling cornbread in there. Absolutely. A little dash of that vinegar sauce. You, oh, you so know it. Good. Good. Yeah. There, there are no wrong answers, by the way. Uh, are, yeah. you, are you a golfer? I'm not a golfer. Okay. I have played golf. Maybe a few times in my life until I beat the old man. Yeah, I just hung up. Uh, okay. All right, fair, fair enough. Fair. I, I'm not that smart, so I, I continue to uh, uh, destroy my self esteem by you know showing up and and you know, embarrassing myself. So uh, yeah, uh, maybe I'll get past that. Um, when you're not drinking Eventide, what what's your go to beer? I'm not drinking Eventide. Hmm. I 
like, so every brewery has shelves. Okay. And on that shelf is a panoply of just random beers because, Hey man, you know, can I, can I borrow five pounds of this hop or whatever? Here's a six pack. Yeah. Goes on the shelf. Okay. So, um, I kind of like to root through that shelf of like all the different beers from, from the local breweries. So I'm not going to name a brewery specific. Yeah. I'm just going to say I drink local. Okay. So it's, it's like, a it's like a, uh, yeah. Beer bingo. Kind of, you're just reaching in and grabbing a random and uh, pulling something out. Say, you know, what, what do I feel like? Do I feel like, uh, you know, a sour, do I feel like a big stout? Do I feel like a traditional style? Okay. ESB. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So now let's go to bourbon. I mean, it is national bourbon day and we are drinking or tasting through, uh, even tides barrel aged stouts. Uh, this, well, this one's the oatmeal stout. We did a this stout. This one is the, the Belgian quad. Belgian quad. Yeah. I knew, I knew he'd correct me on that. Um, so what's, uh, what bourbon are you drinking? Ooh. Um, I like basil Hayden's. Okay. Um, and then whenever I get a Manhattan, I usually go Woodford. All right. Not fair. Hey, I mean, again, no wrong answer. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, you know, like I, I appreciate, I certainly appreciate, you know, good spirits. Um, but just not a huge spirit drinker typically like for, for like events, yeah, like, sure. a, like a wedding right. or when I go to a you know, steak dinner, yep. it's like, I'm going to have a couple of Manhattans, you know, um, Hey, two hey. cherries. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't give me those dark, those deep, uh, bright red ones either. I want those candy. Some red, oh yeah. yeah uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Adam Lukey, I, I don't know, man, anything else that we need to cover today? Uh, it's been a blast again. I, I thank you guys for, uh, you folks for having us down. You know, it's much, uh, much appreciated. Great to be able to sample through something that uh, I, wouldn't otherwise get a chance to. Yeah. It's good to see what's in the barrel before it becomes uh, what's in the bottle. And uh, you guys are doing a bang up job. I, I know I, uh, I patronize Eventide, you know, when I can. It's good to see, uh, you know, the, the footprint growing in the market. But uh, what do you want to leave us with? Well, um, like I said earlier, um, come on down to Eventide. This is where the fun is. Um, you get to see the, my creativity in the form of beer. And, you know, I'm always around unless it's a weekend. I do, you know, work the week. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, come and say hi, you know, poke your head in the back and say, is that him? Because I, I, I will always talk beer. So, so come on down. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, look forward to next time. Cheers. Thanks for having me.